Welcome to another episode of the Movie Machine Podcast. It's a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media, where we make up a movie really fast for you, based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am your moderator today, and my name is Jacob Gulliver. Joining me, as always, are three of the Hollywood elite. We have our writer, Ben Lifson, who was the colorist on DC Universe's Titans TV show. You used all three of the colors. Uh, uh, Yes, uh, blue, transparent blue, and gray are um, my palette, as they say. Our director, Kyle Decker, who created the original score on Akira. And we have our producer, Kamara Bashar, who was the props master on Willow. Welcome. It's good to be here. Anytime Val Kilmer can hold your work, that's an honor. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's very true. (laughs) All right. So your prompt for today is, the theme of this story is a lighthearted action. The main character is a heroic space captain. The major event of the story is miscommunication. So... As you know, for a while, 80s nostalgia was big, but now we're getting into 90s nostalgia. You know, maybe in another decade, we'll get the aughts nostalgia, but we're not there yet. So I'm thinking, you know, video games are pretty big. The more nostalgic we can get, we want to have them be nostalgic of when they were just like three years old zygotes when they were first developing. So this is going to be um, a uh, reboot of Math Blasters. We have a space captain, and, you know, we're going to have this be a bit educational. You know, we'll have it animated, of course. Or not, of course. I mean, I'm just the writer. What medium they do is up to you. But, you know, we're really going to reintroduce this concept to a new audience. Now, obviously, since we're comparing uh, solving second-grade math problems to a feature film, so we're going to have to uh, tone down that a little bit. You know, uh, there's going to be sort of the math in there as kind of like, winks and nods sort of thing like but you know i really just want to get into a math blaster so we're, it's going to be the search for spot bot gets captured i think we're going to just just skip right to the ooze monster though we're going to skip the whole trash guy so spot gets captured and he needs to go on this big adventure but you know then we bring the math and we make the math more serious because it turns out they ran out of fuel. Like the first act, we're just reintroducing the same plot that everybody knows. You know, like I don't even need to retell you what the plot of Math Blasters was because we all know it's all iconic. But um, at that point, they run out of fuel. It then sort of transitions into uh, a sunshine kind of film where it's like, oh no, we need to calculate because we only have so much fuel and oxygen in order to reach the sp- next space garage. And, you know, sacrifices need to be made. And so they need to, it starts getting like really, really deep. Like, you know, what sacrifices do we make? And, you know, maybe we'll throw in a little thing for, you know, hey, maybe the kids can help solve this math problem. You know, we make the math very, and so a kid can be watching and say like, okay, we need to, if we jettison this guy, we'll have 0.3 more rations or something. You know what I mean? Like, like just, just a very serious tale showing that space travel is not just fun and games. And hopefully we'll be scaring kids straight into learning math, too. Because that's a huge thing is when you're growing up, it's like, oh, I'm never going to need to use this. And it's like, well, maybe you will if you're a space captain and you're going to die. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to call it Math Blasters, you know, just getting them right there. And, you know, light action that sort of goes into darker territory near the end. 
All right, so Kyle, you receive a floppy disk in the mail, which contains uh, a script that prints out of a dot matrix printer that mysteriously appears on your desk for Math Blasters, which is uh, apparently a new interpretation of the 1990s video game series Math Blaster, which I definitely did not have to Google. So what do you think? How are you going to put your vision on this? So as a millennial, and I'm on the older age of the spectrum millennial, so I kind of got to experience the whole blaster canon of video games. Like, I was very fond of Alza Blaster. That's the real thing they had. I want to do this live action, though. Like, doing it animated is a cheating way out. Kind of like, I want it to visually be, like, very bold, and we'll do it on a lot of sets. We'll do the colors. So I wanted to, like, visually kind of really invoke the Wachowskis Speed Racer and the Spy Kids movies visually what we're going for. Lots of colors and everything. Space is full of colors. The spaceships have, you know, like glowing bubble things and everything and Spot is colorful. And and since we're going to call it Search for Spot, I really like that thing. Uh, a nod to that, we're going to have Zachary Quinto. Spot will be a floating robot, so it'll really just be void, but we'll also mocap Zachary Quinto's face, so we'll have real facial expressions on Spot on the robot. And then for our lead character, the Blasternaut, that's what they're called, and we'll, we'll call them Skip Blasternaut, because we don't want the name to be too unaccessible. Like, this is ultimately, we're going to make a PG Kids live-action kids movie, because there's not enough of those these days. And uh, to play our lead here, as I try and talk myself out of it, uh, we're going to have uh, Sterling K. Brown, because that's the name that just popped up in my head, play our charismatic leader, Hero. He's not the leader. The leader is the galactic commander who sends you on your missions. And right. she's going to be very, like, no-nonsense business. And we're going to have her played by Glenn Close. And ultimately, though, you need a good kids movie is not complete without a good villain. But a good kids movie villain is only a little bit scary and it's more like goofy and gross. And and the trash alien in, in the Blaster video games, who could have forgiven it, was kind of this big bulbous orange eyeball thing. And I want him to make him very like anti-education and just thing. But we're going to have the trash alien played by Patton Oswalt. I think he'll play that very well. And then we're going to really just amp up how fun it is. And then Sterling K. Brown's team the, the is going to be a team of kids that are learning to become the next great blastronaut underneath him and uh i don't have any like set i'm gonna look into some kid actors but maybe we'll just get the kids from uh what's that show on netflix that said stranger, stranger things we'll just get the stranger kids except millie bobby brown because i don't want to have security have to beat drake away with a stick as he tries to be gross with millie bobby brown so unfortunately we don't have a role for her but the other kids from stranger things can all be blastronaut tradies and that's what i got all right, so Kamara, you've got detailed drafts, some big names attached from your studio here. What do you think? Is this something the studio is willing to fund? How much are they putting into it, and uh, how's it going to sell? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sony is is really really up there in terms of producing '90s nostalgia video game movies that have to do with meth. It's right in their wheelhouse. It's right in their their value assessments. It's we've we've got the buckets. We want to do this. Um, so I'm going to say at least half a million to even maybe a million. I'd like to put up for this because i mean we just we got to make sure 90s graphics are expensive we can't just shoot it on the old shit we've got to shoot it on new shit and make it look like 90s right so that's going to cost one thing glenn close is not cheap we need her she knows what to do with her hands in a way that no one else does and when we're talking about math movies you got to have somebody that knows what to do with their hands there's going to be a lot of hand counting especially since it's it's wink and smile math it's not you know abacus the other thing that I need to put in there is when I hear math, when I hear 90s nostalgia, 
when I hear space, I can only think that the the main demographic that's going to be coming to see this film is black women. And there's nothing black women love more than Jeff Goldblum. So instead of Patton Oswalt as this orange fleshy monster, I'm thinking we make him more of a sexy space daddy monster you know kind of a like a, a slave leia situation but a, a slave. i mean daddies are in so yeah, daddies i see are what in. you're you're going daddies for. are in we're trying to get that yeah. daddy you know there's nothing we can make more money off of than daddy big, status big daddy energy we big want daddy it, yeah. energy yes absolutely so um you know I, I i talked to jeff the other day over um lemonade and golf and he's very interested in the project slid it right in his door and he was like yeah you know what gotta do it for the sisters you know and then he threw up the, you know, black power fist. And I was like, well, thanks. Thanks, Jeff. I, I really appreciate that you love us like that. So, yeah, we're really excited about this film. Can't wait to do it. The only thing I'm worried about is uh, since it's since it's 90s nostalgia, where we're going to find those disgusting plastic chokers. You remember those loopy things? In order to really send home that like pure 90s style, we absolutely have to get those chokers. And, you know, I just don't know where we would procure them. But I've got a team looking out for it. And I, I think really if we're working hand in hand together, on this we it's can really make topic, this happen by the way oh hot topic and, and i spencer's forgot about hot gifts. topic spencer's gifts yeah. oh man how could i forget about those things you know i've been a producer for so long i don't even remember the last time i was in a mall <laughs> oh god malls oh yeah after they get back from space we should totally film the the resolution in a mall i think that would really really send it home mall of america right around the corner they're always looking for publicity i mean come on it's a win 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 let's do this all right, so we're going to toss it back over to Ben. Mm-hmm. You've got some changes from the right. studio. You've got some ideas for how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So first off, I've decided that we need to put in the musical number, just one song, because we need to have the Math Blasters theme. Like, we could just put in the credits, but, you know, just I just want everyone, because people leave during the credits, but I want everyone in the theater to be singing like, here we got Spot, here we got Blast or not, here comes GC. Count them one, two, three. Oh, yeah. You know that whole song? <laughs> I'm intimately familiar with the song. <laughs> blaster pals, blaster pals. It's going to be stuck in my head for so long now. But anyway, so we're going to have that. Now, I think that, you know, with this wholesome family thing, we, which is great, you know, I think it represents the um, series that it came from. But, you know, I was kind of hoping that we could have this sort of survival existential thing when they run out of fuel. Uh, run near the end but clearly from i'm getting the sense from the studio that that's not really the direction we're going anymore so you know let's make this a little goofier though because you know like we're on a spaceship the whole time and i don't know if this works for budget but i'd really like to put in a pit stop just to shake things up so it's not just in space where they arrive in the ape city as we all know where they crash land on the ape city and then they need to go find the hidden temple and then they find the giant ape robot and it turns out that it's just a guy in a suit and then he gives them the ape robot spaceship like why don't we just recreate that whole thing whole cloth you know so we're gonna put that in you know secret ape city there might be a set left over from the flash tv show right exactly gorilla city yeah i mean those are gorillas not apes but i i think we can make it work we're just using the set not the gorillas right right yeah gorillas are apes though so yeah. but that's why i'm a math guy not a zoologist so anyway, well, as as our friend Jeff would say, <laughs> there you are. Exactly. <laughs> yes, he um, would say that. But yeah, no, I'm excited for that. I think really working in also the fact that to add a little bit more to the crash alien. I, I can't believe I forgot this, but you know, a blaster nuts ship runs on 
recycled garbage. So that'll also be a thing about why they need to catch him. Because there's this little moment where it's like, if we turn back, we'll have enough fuel. But if we keep going, we'll run out. And then Blasternaut will be like, but if we catch him, we'll have all the fuel we need. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that moment of, you know, turn back now or keep going and risk it all. So I think that'll add some tension there too. And uh, the, yeah, those are my two big changes. And the theme song, of course. If we can get like a celebrity to sing it, but again, that's out of my jurisdiction. All right. So I, I think I can work with most of this. The Ape City kind of threw me off. And having a chase to get the trash alien, it seems like two different movies in one. But here's what I'm going to work out. It's a side quest. Uh, no, we're not going to do a side quest. They're going after the trash alien because he's stolen their secret to uh, alternate fuel sources. Because, you know, trash alien works for big oil. And they end up tracking the uh, trash alien to the ape planet. And then they go on an adventure. So our big Act 3 adventure will be through Ape City, where they befriend all the good scientist apes because they realize they can utilize the trash fusion technology as well to make their society even... They already have a really badass society, but they're going to make it even better with the trash fusion technology. But the scientist apes are working at it are actually kind of the outsiders of this they're not the ones currently in power currently the the ape city kingdom is is run by a despotic you know kind of dictator type and that's where we're gonna put jeff we're gonna have jeff kind of redo the grandmaster a little bit and and jeff will be the charismatic yet despotic ruler of our ape planet uh who's actively trying to fight it maybe has a great scene where he's playing he could be dr minus yeah he could yeah, Blasters too. Doctor Doctor Minus has taken over Ape City as the dictator, and then he's trying to you know keep the uh, trash fusion secret, and is working with the trash alien. It'll be great. That'll be the conflict they'll have to defeat. Like a good PG kids movie, they won't like kill or destroy our our bad guys. Our bad guys are going to learn like from their mistakes and then come over to the side of good at the end. And that's where we're, we'll tie in the musical number at the end is good guys and bad guys along are going to join in a musical number together. Cause it'll be great. And we'll do big Broadway. We'll do it on one of the big sets. So like big colorful lights and people going upstairs and fountains going off, like, like the big, big numbers from like the fifties and everything, all kinds of dancers, camera crane shots above it and all that's where we'll put a big chunk of the uh, budget. Cause that'll be a real set most of the other sets will be mostly green screen to get those weird bright colors and everything and i think we can do it i can't think i can keep it under budget none of the actors are too expensive jeff yeah he's he's a little pricey but you know he puts people in seats so i think he he will make up for more than his costs and what we get just from his name box office returns that's all i got all right so passing it back over to kamara you've got some new input some new direction from your crew what do you think? Is this working the way you intended? And how are you going to market this before it goes out the door? You know, I saw some of the dailies and um, we put them in front of a few test audiences, again, predominantly black women, because that is our major market at Sony. The thing of it is, the largest feedback we got is the ape gorilla planet thing that's kind of played out and, you know, just a, a tad problematic for that specific demographic for many, many reasons. And, uh, you know, the thing about Jeff Goldblum is he's going to be half naked. He's got this sexy kind of live kind of older man but still you know in his prime little body and next to big big apes it just he completely disappears and as we know jeff jeff goldblum is the main draw of this movie but second only to the math again when we're talking about black women it's math and jeff goldblum um 
and then uh, space is right after that, as, as we knew from Hidden Figures. So, Suck it, Marvel. This is the most ambitious crossover ever. <laughs> so I was thinking instead of um, ape, gorilla, monkey people, anything, we, we banish those to the nether regions of the 80s where they belong, focus on the 90s, and we're going to do Savannah Cat people. Savannah Cats are live, they're sexy, they're still sci-fi, but they don't have these real like oppressive body shapes, they don't distract. Meow, I love it. You know, it's like walk on the wild side with Jeff Goldblum. And it's just, you know, then we're straying into that like vivisection Island of Dr. Moreau idea, but in again, a like kind of an erotic way that everybody can get on board with. But families can still come see it. Do do we want to make make Jeff Goldblum a sexy cat person? No, no, no. We have to keep him pure. Okay. We have to keep him pure. This was a, a planet that he landed on and kind of took over in a little bit of a sexy colonizer way. We don't want to scare people. We, we <laughs> want to keep him, you know, mainly Jeff Goldblum. You know, we could give him a tail. We, don't, we, we want to keep the veneer on colonization just like Hollywood always does. Exactly, exactly. Keep that veneer. Can't crack it. In terms of how we'll market this, I mean, you know, I'm having this impulse just to go door to door. I'm so passionate about this movie. We'll do some guerrilla marketing. We'll get, or no, we'll do Savannah Cat marketing. How about this? We hire actors all over town, mostly in Minnesota, because we know that's where black women like to live. We get these erotic Savannah Cat masks and these cool costumes and, you know, we'll go to to uh, like discovery zones and play zones and McDonald's and we we, we get the family audiences that way. Uh, we should also market this on World Star Hip Hop. I don't know if y'all know that website. But <laughs> Jacob knows that website. <laughs> because that, I mean, that's where most black women go. And then also, uh, I think we're going to get Rihanna to sing the studio version of the musical number at the end. I mean, when you talk about black women, sexiness, empowerment, math and space, I definitely think of Rihanna. She's already done a song for a Star Trek film. It, it fits. I, and I just I think we'll be able to get her on board. We'll have to up the budget a little bit, but it's worth it for Re. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to put Math Blasters into the movie machine. Before I do, I, I do need a final tally. What what is the total budget for this film? We'll do five million. Five million. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put uh, Math Blasters. <laughs> I didn't know I was making any film. Yeah. I might. <laughs> I've gone over budget a little bit with the yeah. dance number set. Just I'm going to put this into the movie machine and pull the lever, which sounds like some bullshit sound effect from the original game, which I'll find later. <laughs> so uh, this movie comes back. Uh, Kyle goes way over budget with this piece. Uh, the, the actors are basically the the actors in the, the song and the, the licensing basically counts for about 4.9 of your your million dollars yeah. the rest of the budget ends up going into you know these very like cheap costumes and special effects and your your marketing towards uh, black women in Minnesota does work black women in Minnesota go and see this movie they bring their kids with them and they have a, a great time it's not like necessarily well loved by critics but there are like lots of, of hipsters who love it particularly black hipsters since you marketed that direction and they kind of see the like low budget costumes and like cardboardy you know special effects and sets and stuff as like a statement on anti-hollywood anti-establishment um you know do-it-yourself mentality sort of stuff and so there's there is a, a small following there you you make your money back and then just a little bit more did do the furries like the cat women they did yeah okay uh, there's definitely gifts floating around Tumblr. There's little Instagram clips of people reacting to seeing Jeff Goldblum. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff like that. Do we uh, make our money? You you just barely make your money back. You have a little bit extra, but it's not enough. Uh, we barely be- make yeah. $5 million? Yes. 
Your marketing was to Minnesota. <laughs> Not so much to the rest of the country or the planet. So there's that. But you do get Minnesota. So that is a thing you got. However, the movie machine is magic. It's just predicting the future. Mm. It can only show us what's there. It cannot create it itself. That is on you. So we are going to give one last round to each of you. If there's any last minute changes you would want to make based on that prediction. Or you can just call it art and walk away. That's fine too. Beginning with our writer, Ben. So sounds like budget was a little bit of an issue. Um, so one way I, I'm just going to suggest to rewrite it um, a little bit and save a little bit money on the cat city now. And this will be a reference to also Math Blasters 2, The Secret City, where instead of a planet of the cat people, it'll be a space station. And the space station, that way we can reuse the set from the spaceship and just, you know, I'll color correct it differently, you know, throw in some thing other than blue and you know it'll look completely different it'll be like oh this is a new ship and you know we've cut out i don't know how what percent of the budget that would be thirty dollars i think we'll we'll save thirty dollars because we won't need to make a very very cheap alternate planet so and that thirty dollars could be used to market to one guy in idaho even yeah, I mean, other than that, I'd say let's also market towards people who played Math Blaster because everyone just downloads that game because it's not on Steam for some reason. You know, just like all those free pirate sites, let's just include our own Math Blasters. But when they download it, they think they're playing Math Blasters, but it's actually a DOS image of Jeff Goldblum saying a line from the film like, Blast, uh, Blaster Pals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, he'll do that little sound thing he yeah, does where yeah. he, with his eyebrows. And, you know, people will see the movie because of that. Just like, whoa, I just got gold bloomed in DOS. Gold boom. Exactly. So those are my proposed changes. All right. So we'll throw it over to Kyle. Anything you want to change about this? Yeah. Piece? So so I'm, I, I have some ideas to help with the expand the marketing so we can make this get a bigger budget and everything. So the first way we're going to raise tons of funds is you can't raise any money for movies on Kickstarter anymore. But you know what does really well on Kickstarter is retro video games. And so we're going to bring back a CD interactive video CD-ROM. You remember those from the 90s where basically you would click on things and then a photorealistic of an actual video recording in like 20p would come up and everything. We're going to we're going to film while we're on set we're going to transfer whole sections mostly Goldblum doing it. This basically an ex- but it, the game like we don't need much coding. It's mostly you click to solve math things and you get another Jeff Goldblum video, but we're going to advertise it as this great new visually and everything. So we should be able to raise anywhere from three to eight million dollars on kickstarter for that the game itself will cost like a hundred thousand to make we'll have i have my cousin skip programs so like he can do it to the character after yeah that's who i named skip is, blaster, is, huh? yeah skip blaster i'm sorry and I, I put myself and my family into films i can't help it but we'll use most of that money and then we'll we'll make even more selling it on steam to the people who didn't back the kickstarter so that's one way second way i love rihanna so part of it is we're gonna help her film like a, a story-based music video but to make it bigger you know who's great at sci-fi kind of space opera epic music videos and songs is janelle monet so we're gonna have janelle monet and Rihanna team up to make a concept album based in the Math Blasters universe. The album sales, a portion of that we're going to help film and everything, is the the buzz between that concept album and the Kickstarter project and the Steam sale is really, that's how we're going to market it. Because like we got black women locked down and now we're going to get like nerds. Nerds and music fans. So nerds, music fans, black women, that's going to be the core of our audience. Those are all the same thing. Those are all, you just said all the same demographics. 
<laughs> Those are all the same. So we'll pass it back over to Kamara. Kamara, your your writer has some interesting ideas. Your director basically like stops directing on the last day of shooting and just starts like doing a lot of your work for you. What do you think? What's what's going on? Now? I'm mostly filming a music video and running a Kickstarter campaign for a video game. Right, That's but all. you're yeah, you're raking in money and figuring out how to market it. You're doing too much work, Kyle. Because I just I just talked to the people at Sony, and you know what they said. They said this is a work of God, not of art, but of God. And works of God need, I want to say, at least $10 billion. So Sony's going to throw $10 billion at this. They're going to, every executive is going to sell every piece of property they own. Uh, they're going to dry up all their wills. They're going to sell all their uh, gold, assets, you know, you name it. We just, we just need to get this made for the, for the culture. Sony for the does culture. have a lot of gold. Yeah, Sony has a lot of gold. I've seen it, and it's amazing. And diamonds, ethically sourced. <laughs> So we need to make more than $10 billion to get our money back. Yes, but you know, I do believe we can do it, especially if we move Isn't most of like our... the GDP of Belgium or something? Who knows? I don't know. I definitely don't know. If I knew math, I'd know. The only <laughs> care- thing I care about coming from Belgium is waffles and chocolate. Um, and I don't even like chocolate that much. And then we're going to move all of our marketing to maybe less door-to-door, less uh, child-friendly zones at McDonald's and more branching out to Tumblr. I think Tumblr is an underutilized platform for marketing, especially to black music nerds, which again, those are all the same things. Uh, we're going to get that out there. and I th- We'll make this money back. Money is not an issue. Again, work of God, not art, not of money making, but of God. It needs to happen. It has written, so it shall be done. All right. So I'm going to plug Math Blasters back into the movie <laughs> machine and pull the lever once more. <laughs> Well, I have good news and bad news. Uh, the bad news is you do not make your money back. Oh. Uh, people do engage with it. Uh, it has more popularity than it did before, but $10 billion is a lot to ask for a, a global market on the product. However, God does like it. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> so there is that. So that has been another episode of The Movie Machine. As always, we will end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our current patron saint, Jaden Smith. Part of me will always live forever in the sky. Mm. Feeling like Goku. Sounds <laughs> We put them in front of a few test audiences, again, predominantly black women, because that is our major market at Sony. And uh, the thing <laughs> it is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's a testament how good of an actor you are that you said that with a straight face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. Oh. <laughs>